It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on Locked on Thunder, we will hear from Russell Westbrook. We'll hear from Paul George today as both of them had some interesting comments after last night's win over the Portland Trailblazers, which, oh, good Lord. Um, Seven-game series with those guys could be absolutely incredible if it would be Portland and Oklahoma City to somehow meet in the first round. I don't know if the fans could take it, but that was some entertaining basketball last night. It's what I call a money game, and I'll explain that coming up in segment number one. In segment number one, we'll also talk about Alex Sabrinas. Billy said something last night in the pregame And it kind of sent me down another line of thinking that I don't think I brought up yet. So I will get to that. Plus, I don't see Ferguson coming out of the starting lineup, even when Andre Robertson comes back. But I'm also going to contradict myself. Because there is a scenario where I think you could put Terrence Ferguson on the bench and it might be more beneficial to the Oklahoma City Thunder, considering what he's starting to show as a three-point shooter. Uh, We'll hear Billy talking about that. Also, Billy will talk about his rotations and staggering Russ and Paul George, making sure that one of them was on the court at all times against the Portland Trailblazers, which I think is great for one game, but can you do it over seven games? Can Can you mix things up in the playoffs? And we'll talk a little bit about Billy's philosophy of Coaching in the moment versus keeping his rotations tight. Number two, our segment number two. <laughs> segment number two, Russell Westbrook. He is the, I'll explain why he is the anti-prince. We'll talk about that. We'll also hear from Paul George in segment number two. And in segment number three, uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame um, inductees were announced. 
And I'll talk about the difference between the Baseball Hall of Fame and the Basketball Hall of Fame, something I'd like to see the Basketball Hall of Fame put an emphasis on. Also, if you had your choice of having your jersey retired or going into the Hall of, or going into the Hall of Fame, I'll tell you what, I would rather have my jersey retired. We'll get to all that today in the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I am a credentialed member of the media. I've been lucky enough to cover the Thunder for five years. If you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com where all our podcasts are archived. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or by going to Locked on Thunder and clicking the subscribe button. Or you can just go to your smart speaker and say, Hey Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast. Or Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast. Before we get into anything about the game last night, actually, no, first of all, let me start off with that. That was what I call a money game last night, okay? Money game. Reason I call it that is because if you spend your hard-earned cash to go watch an NBA game, well, here's what you want to see. First thing you want to do is see your, the team you're rooting for win. So if you, were an Oklahoma, if you are an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, you live in Oklahoma City, check that one off the list. The next thing you want to see is your superstars stand out. Russell Westbrook did that last night. Paul George did that last night. Paul George continuing to play at an, at an MVP breakneck pace, which, need to mention real quick, Russell Westbrook leads the league in steals as well as assists. Yeah, are you starting to think about it now? Even though that shooting percentage might be down, are we... we you, okay, never mind. Um... You, you saw that. You saw Steven Adams, Terrence, all the guys that you would want to see on the Thunder have a good game did. And then you saw all the guys on Portland have a good game. Damian Lillard had a good game. CJ McCollum, Nurkic had a good, like all these guys had, like that was it. That is what you pay your money to see in the NBA was that. And you got the outcome that you wanted. It could not have been a, a better night for Oklahoma City Thunder fans last night. And, um, you know what, and since I'm going down this line of thinking, playing the Portland Trailblazers might in fact be the most fun seven-game series that the Oklahoma City Thunder could have at any point in the playoff because Portland always plays Oklahoma City tough. Now, it'll be gut-wrenching, and it will be hard to deal with because you're going to go through you're going to go through the roller coaster of emotions. It's just absolutely going to happen if, if Oklahoma City plays Portland. You will not be able to feel like the Thunder are in control until they won Game 7, and I fully would expect it to go Game 7. And with that, it also means that Billy Donovan's going to screw with his rotations a little bit, meaning that Paul George and Russell Westbrook will be on the court at all times. One will be on the court at all times. It's not going to happen every game. And here's the thing with Billy Donovan. Once you think you figured him out, you can't, because Billy coaches in the moment maybe more than any other coach in the NBA, and certainly more than any other coach we've had in Oklahoma City Thunder history. Of course, we've only had three, so it's it's not a huge sample size, is it, to really compare to. But here is Billy Donovan talking about his rotations and why he chose to do what he did against Portland. So, did you see any impact on the way you guys flowed, just being able to have either PG or Russ on the floor at all times tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to Paul. Um, you know about it and a little bit to Russell just um you know going back and you know looking at um the last time we played them that game and then um you know we did it a little bit with Steven um in New York 
and I just thought that uh, you know putting Paul out there uh, with the way they were rotating, you know, would would be good for our second unit. And um, you know, Paul was fine with it. You know, he's a total team guy. I think um, you know anything that he can do that's going to help, he's he's going to do. Um, so uh, you know, it worked out well. I always get concerned when you when you do something a little bit different. You know how much it could potentially change the way a guy's playing because he's been playing obviously at such a high level. But you know, it speaks to his him as a player that you know he's went out there and you know had another incredible game. The bright spot in the Oklahoma City Thunder's last how oh, 10, 15 games. And I'm probably not even, man, dude, I'm selling him short. I'm flat out just selling Terrence Ferguson short. But Terrence Ferguson has been a bright spot this entire year and has come farther than I would guess most Thunder fans thought he was going to be. He is a four, almost 40% three-point shooter right now. And he's over 40% from the field. Now, if you compare his stats with Andre Robertson's stats and you just go on stats alone, Robertson shoots better from the field than Terrence Ferguson does for his career, but nowhere close from three-point. And I, one, I've argued for this, that when Andre Robertson comes back, you don't put Terrence Ferguson on the bench because Terrence Ferguson has gotten used to play a certain role, and I don't think he's going to acclimate that well when you put him back on the bench in favor of Andre Robertson. If you're going to do it, you need to do it gradually. Now, here's where I'm going to contradict myself. Because Terrence Ferguson is starting to get so comfortable from beyond the arc and just so comfortable shooting the ball, you might want him coming off the bench because you don't have a whole lot of firepower, and certainly Andre Robertson won't give you that. That being said, Billy Donovan was asked before last night's game, could he look at Terrence Ferguson any differently if Terrence Ferguson does become a 40% three-point shooter and Here's what Billy Donovan had to say. We'll probably cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit there and speculate where he may may or may not be. I mean, he's he's doing a great job for us. You know, he's making shots. He's getting good looks. Um, we want that to continue. Um, he's putting the ball on the floor. He's playing off the dribble. He's been played in more pick and roll. I think his game has evolved from a year ago. Um, but, you know, we just need him to keep doing what he's doing. And he's a, a guy that uh, when he gets to good spots and good areas in the floor, he's, he's shown the ability to knock down shots. Yeah, if you could be a fly on the wall for just about any discussion right now, to be in any, first of all, to be in any, any NBA GM coach conversation would be fascinating right now because everybody other than Golden State has issues. Everybody's got some sort of, for lack of a better term, drama that they're trying to iron out right now so it doesn't completely derail their season. Houston, Maury, and and D'Antonio, or D'Antoni, that would be a fantastic conversation right now. Uh, anything going on in Sacramento would always fascinate me because that organization's in disarray. The Lakers, um, and right here in Oklahoma City because not only do you have Ferguson and Robertson that you've got to worry about, but then there's this whole Alex Abrinas thing. And listening to Billy Donovan talk last night, Alex is back, but I'm not going to play him for a couple of games. It almost made me feel, and I've not gone down this road, like Alex Abrinas is being punished for something. Like the leave of absence was punishment. And Alex Abrinas, like college players or high school player is having to earn his his playing time back because of something he did and it almost makes me feel like 
the time off was Alex Abrinas' decision, not the Thunder's decision, and maybe it was something that the Thunder didn't agree with. So when when Alex decided, hey, I'm ready to come back, it wasn't, oh, we're welcoming you with open arms. It was, you're back, but here are the steps you're going to have to take to get back on the court, which can't bode well at all for his future if that is in fact what happened, which again is complete and total speculation at this point. But that's the way it, it made me feel. And the reason I jumped to that conclusion was, now wait a second, Hamadou Diallo, he's a rookie and he got punished, he got sit out of game because he violated team rules. Um, normally I would think though that if it's a professional and you're having some sort of issue with them, find still an order. You can still find someone. You can still, you, you can find them. Um, I don't know about suspension, but but taking money out of their wallet seems to send the message. Maybe you yo-yo their playing time a little bit, but to do something like this, man, I, I don't know. And, and I'm looking at what's going on with Dallas and, and that whole situation down there and Rick Carlisle having to call a player and, and, and beg him to come back and, and Dennis Smith Jr. It's a lot of really good drama in the NBA right now. It's almost a better show than WWE. By the way, I got to see Sasha Banks, but on um, I, I totally undersold going to WWE uh, but I did get to see uh, Sasha Banks bare butt on uh, on Monday night. And I say that because I think Travis Singleton is listening. He did not go. And this is something I can tease him with now for uh, the rest of my life. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Just had to throw that out there. And coming up next here on LOS, why Russell Westbrook is the anti-prince. We'll talk about that next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I thank you so much for uh, joining us here on LOT. And if you like what you hear, please go to uh, the Locked on Thunder website and subscribe to this podcast or just say, Google, hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder or Alexa, play Locked on Thunder. And then, of course, there's the Locked on Sooners podcast as well and all the other fine podcasts that we have on the Locked On Podcast Network. And there's so much going on on this network. It is mind-blowing. It's tough to keep up with. But uh, hey, listen to uh, Locked On Bucks. I think you'll enjoy that as uh, Oklahoma City gets ready to play them. Russell Westbrook is the anti-Prince. What I mean by that is if you were to ever put on a Prince record, okay, depending on what era it is, you're going to get something different. Prince was not about doing the same thing over and over again. That that guy was about changing it up. David Bowie falls into that same category. And I can't think of two artists, I mean, I don't maybe Madonna, and I'm trying to think of somebody that's a little bit more modern that the that if you're a millennial you can actually identify with instead of all these people I grew up with, but all those artists were about changing every single time that they got behind a mic. 
They didn't want to do the same thing over and over again. Russell Westbrook, not so much. And matter of fact, uh, last night was pretty typical Russell Westbrook. They seem to just wear them down. Do you notice that happening, just the physicality and, and stuff that you're able to, to put on teams throughout the course of a game? Uh, definitely. That's what we lean on. Our size, our left, uh, our ability to be able to make it tough uh, for 48 minutes and eventually we on teams. Billy went with a few different rotations tonight. Um, Paul coming off halfway through the first. You come in for Paul in the fourth. What does that say about the kind of flexibility that you and Paul have to be able to have those different rotations and change things up? Um, what you mean? Whereas you know, sometimes you all, or typically y'all have the same rotations, but tonight kind of changed it up a little bit with the way that Paul was coming on and off and you subbed off with Paul and y'all being able to kind of stack y'all's minutes. I still don't understand the question. What What does that show when you guys are able to you know, stagger your minutes like that and, and play at different times and be able to do that? Uh, I mean, just been whenever, whenever coach wants to do uh, that, he feels best for the team. That's what we do. Um, myself and Paul, we been in different, different rotations. You know, Paul's been doing different things myself, and uh, just kind of reading off each other, trying to find ways to keep consistent pressure on teams you know, while we're on the floor. Anybody else feel to you know, having you know two monster jam song, you know, a couple of plays in the fourth quarter? Oh, uh, good win, man! It was a good win for us. Happy that we came out with the win. What does it take to fight over a screen set by Nurkic? Um, next question. You and Damian had a couple of exchanges. Um, just talk about the mutual respect you have for um, Dame. Obviously, you'd be competitive. Compete. I like to compete. He likes to compete. That's it. Russ, I'm just looking to clarify. Is it I got ups or I got hops? Well, you can guess. Oh, you wouldn't even honestly didn't even know that. It doesn't really matter at this point. Go out and compete. Uh, have fun to get a win. You guys really hunted three point shots, it seemed like, in transition, particularly in that first half. How much confidence did you guys feel kind of brimming off of yourselves during that stretch? Um, I think we're all confident as a team as long as we make good passes, open guys, make the right plays, and we're confident guys can make shots. The way, the way PG's playing right now defensively, do you, feel in, do you feel like he's the defensive player of the year right now? Well, he should be. He, he top, you know, one and two steals, deflections, loose balls. I don't know what our... All the other shit, defensive rating, I don't know where we at. We're standing with all these different stats, but, but you know, we see how it goes. They may, they may already pick one already knowing this, this way. That's how it goes sometimes. Okay. Evan Turner, did your, uh, did your move tonight. How does, does it bother you when another player does that? What move? You rock the baby move. Oh, no. I, went, I didn't even see it, honestly. I didn't see it. You can rock right back to Portland. Thanks, Ross. Okay, a a couple of things in there weren't so incredibly typical Russell Westbrook. I I did like the the Evan Turner thing, which is which has gone viral now, was which was fantastic. And when Evan Turner did the rock the baby move, did you notice how quick 
Evan Turner made the, the whole rock the baby situation. It was like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do it now. Yeah, I wouldn't want any any bit of Russ. That's what, look, check Russ off the list of guys I wouldn't want any part of in the NBA. And that was another discussion last night. Does Russ play angry or does he play passionate? No, Russ plays angry. Like I know, I know what passion is, and I know the difference between anger and passion. Russ plays angry. Russ is intense. Um, I did enjoy that. I also enjoyed that he said what he did about Paul George. I, I thought that was fantastic. And again, I can't stress this enough. There's a bond between those two that did not exist between him and Kevin Durant. And it's very obvious, not only on the court, but off the court, high praise for each other. And I really don't feel like these two are just going through the motions when they talk about this stuff. I really honestly feel like they, that there's something behind it a little bit more. I'm not saying that they go and, and hang out and Russ is going fishing with PG, but there's more respect there than I've ever seen Russ have for any one of his teammates, any one of them. And here is PG last night after the game uh, accepting his praise from Russ. All this kind of culminated in that steal that you got late, but your defensive pressure, particularly on the perimeter, seemed to really get to them. Did you notice it wearing you down over the game? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a team that you have to be physical. You have to pressure up two of the better shooters um, off movement in game and, and CJ. So um, just trying to get a body on and be physical first. He did a good job. Uh, they made some tough shots. They, they do a good job of getting their guys open. Um, we knew that. Uh, but I thought over time we did a good enough job to win this game. Is it just playing for you, or is there some things you have to – do that differently mentally when your rotation minutes are, are different? Um, no, no, no. I mean, whatever coach need um, or ask of me, uh, I'm open um, to trying and, and whatever's going to help the team, whatever's going to help us be better. Um, I'm all for it. Did you feel like there were some impacts that you saw from being able to have both one of you or Russ on the floor at all times? So? Yeah, I, I definitely thought, you know, we uh, were clicking more. Um, it was better rhythm, I think, for everybody. Uh, and, and, you know, we obviously had a lot more energy. Paul, third game was four nights for you all. What did you think about the way that you all really continually chased them around screens, particularly since McCollum and the day they think we so much in that offense? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it was the job we had to do, honestly. Um, I like playing off back-to-backs. I think this, this group responds well playing off back-to-backs um, in that second game. We did a good job the, the night before yesterday of uh, putting the game away, giving energy um, for for the game tonight. You mentioned Ferguson's defense. He's been so good at getting over screens recently. What is he doing to be so successful? Uh, Ferguson, 100 pounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of easy to slip through those. Um, but, you know, he's, he's just got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of energy. Um, and he embraces those challenges. It's nothing that we force Ferg to do. He embraces those. He, uh, <laughs> he embraces taking on those challenges and flying around, getting through those things, um, and, and playing defense. Uh, and you got to love it. Uh, our job, my job especially, I've, I've been through that part of my career is, is to help him and, and try to give him, you know, little, little points that uh, help me through my career. How cool is it to see him play so well and so young and being a native? Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Definitely, uh, you know, a, a big, big um, 
weapon for us. Um, big upside in Ferg. Uh, he's just scratching the surface. He's young. He's got a lot, you know, in his future. Um, again, our job is just to help. PG, you um, as you heard tonight, fans were chanting MVP. Also, uh, when you spoke with uh, Westbrook, he he mentioned that um, you should be pretty much an automatic winner for Defensive Player of the Year. Being in that type of consideration of possibly getting those two awards, how does that even mean to you? Uh, don't mean nothing at this point. Um, you know, just we got a whole another half, whole another thirty something games left. Um, that's not the focus. The focus is coming out trying to win, get us in a good position going into the playoffs. Um, only thing for me is just sustain this level and you know, keep going at this rate. At this rate. Paul, Paul, you, the always, thing. you always have a locked in mentality defensively, but in the fourth quarter to have three seasons What is it for you? How are you able to elbow in those moments when they're obviously more locked in in those moments too? Yeah, honestly, I felt a little slippage on their behalf. Um, I felt some some opportunities early in the game where I could have made plays on the ball that I, that I did, and I sat back. Um, and I, and you know, I, I just remembered them. You know, I just um, those plays were going through my head, and they were just you know nonchalant, reversing the ball around. Um, and you know, I, I thought, you know, now it's time. It's time to go after them, try to make a play, and um, I was able to. Paul, the rotation thing—it is different. There's a little bit of a change. If Philly wants to do more of that going forward, are you okay with that? Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time um, we've changed the minutes. Um, I'm sure, it won't be the last. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's not going to affect uh, you know how I approach the game or how I play the game. Um, I'm going to play basketball in, in every bit of minute I'm on that floor. If you think about the Thunder as a whole, the extremely athletic team, Jalen Rose saying today that he feels like the Thunder, if there was one team that was going to beat Golden State, it would be Oklahoma City. I've said that all along as well, that I thought Oklahoma City could beat Golden State. There are times I worry about them playing the Lakers if LeBron is healthy because they've struggled with a Lakers team who didn't have LeBron. And they allowed a guy like Lonzo Ball to go off on him. But at the same time, with LeBron back, I would think that the Thunder would take that game a little bit more seriously. And I think for Paul George, a chance to knock the Lakers out of the playoffs would mean more to him than just getting a couple of games in the regular season. It's so hard during an 82-game season to night in, night out, get a feel for a team. That's why you've got to look at it in big swaths, 10 games. Now, every 10 games is where you start to really get a gauge of where a team is at at any one particular moment in time. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, would you rather have your jersey retired or would you rather be in the Hall of Fame? I'll tell you why I would rather have my jersey retired coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. 
file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Another episode of Locked On Sooners is published, and we thank you for listening to that just as much as we thank you for listening to Locked On Thunder. Remember, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Get both those podcasts just by listening to your smart speaker saying, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners, and it's right there. Both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. The Baseball Hall of Fame announced its 2019 inductees. Roy Halladay, Mike Mussina, Mariano Rivera, all, all, th- all three going in. And all three very, very deserving. And I'm sure you know Mariano Rivera's story, which I could spend 20 minutes talking about that, me being the Yankee fan that I am. But Roy Halladay is interesting because he is not going to go in with a logo on his cap, which drives me nuts. But Roy Halladay passing away and, or dying tragically is probably a better way to put it. But his family says he did he would not have wanted a logo on his cap because he was very loyal to Philadelphia and very loyal to Toronto. I think he should go in as, as a Blue Jay, but that <laughs> that's not my decision. But I really honestly feel that that's what Roy Halladay needs to be, is he needs to represent the, the Toronto Blue Jays. That's the thing I love about the Baseball Hall of Fame more than anything else is they generally make you make a choice or they will make a choice for you as far as what cap to wear. They want you to represent a team they played for. And as a fan, I love that because that's how I identify with these players is what team they played for. If you played for the New York Yankees, I'm going to have more of an affinity for you being in the Hall of Fame than I ever will, obviously, anybody from the Boston Red Sox. It's not to say that I don't have respect for Ted Williams. just don't care about him near as much as I care about Mickey Mantle. And I wish there were something that you would see more in, in Hall of Fames, especially in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Kevin Durant, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, right now, I want to see him go in as a warrior. I don't want to see him go in as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not that you really do in the Basketball Hall of Fame, but I think you should. It's not the plaque should have a jersey on it. And and more acknowledgement needs to be made to the teams than just necessarily the individuals. And when it comes to being the individual awards, when you talk about Hall of Fame, jersey retirement, all these honors that you can get as an individual, as great as the Hall of Fame is, which I would say I'd rather be in the Hall of Fame than win a championship, Because a Hall of Fame means that you are the absolute creme de la creme. You are the best of the best. And what is it? About 1% of the population gets to play professional sports. So you're the best of that 1%. That company is so rare and so elite that the majority of us will never understand what that feels like. Championships notwithstanding. However, if i got a choice between... Hall of Fame, or just being good enough to have my jersey retired by a particular team, I will take that. I will take having my jersey retired because there's less people that did that. And for me, it's all about being a part of that small group. That if you're an athlete, you want to be a part of the smallest group 
possible. Now, having my jersey retired as a Yankee, uh, yeah, I'd still rather have that than the Hall of Fame, even though they've absolutely wiped out all the single digits. I would rather have my jersey hanging in the peak. Um, and there's something about that for me. Again, it's it's just that small group, and I know it sounds weird. It's like, well, why would... Oh, it's so obvious you'd want to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but having that jersey retired doesn't suck. And if you can be known as the best to have ever played at a single organization, eh, I mean, it's a pretty hell of a high honor to get. I wouldn't sneeze at either one of them, but there's something to me about having that jersey hanging down in the banner and everybody going to see it every night and probably more people going to see that than your Hall of Fame plaque. I don't know. That's probably wrong, too, because I would imagine uh, millions of people have tra- traipsed through Cooperstown, but... That's just something I was thinking about today. The smaller a group I can get in, the more memorable I feel like my career was. And I think in a sense, maybe I take it a step further and say, maybe it depends on the organization as well. Maybe having your number as retired as a Laker is a better honor than being a member of the Hall of Fame. I will say from an NFL standpoint, I'd rather be in the Cowboys ring of honor than be in the Hall of Fame because there's a lot less people there. And it seems like it's very hard to get in that Cowboys ring of honor. Oh, wait, it's not. You just got to be Jerry Jones' favorite. Uh, Sorry, cheap joke to end the show. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you for joining us. We will be back tomorrow uh, making more sense, hopefully. And uh, until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody in peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.